Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven and with me as always is Brandon bringing you another episode and we've got a we got a real treat in store for you today. Brandon, tell us uh what are some things that everyone can expect in today's episode? I don't know. It's everything is just up in the air. We have no idea what we we thought about talking about a PS5 for the entire <laughs> The entire show, so maybe... No, I, I, I could say a couple things. I mean, well, we got a couple segments, at least. We got a Under a Rock. Uh, we've got a Spotify segment. We've got the humor you've come to love and, and enjoy. And, yeah, a lot of talk about the PS5, but not really, because if we talk about the PS5, I, I will say I do know a little bit about the PS5. I saw the controller. I've watched a few reviews on it. I don't know why. I'll probably never play the PS5. But the controller, I'm a fan of the black and white color scheme. I think it looks good. Well, people don't understand why I brought up this whole PS5 thing, so you can probably provide some context and uh, segue into the first thing that you wanted to talk about anyways. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that was in regards to someone wanting us to talk about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we don't have too much to say. Unless, Do you have anything that you want to say about it before we move on? About, anything about the PS5? Uh, no. I mean, I'm I'm kind of bored with new systems coming out every single <laughs> every like cycle i don't know i i mean they keep getting better that's cool but uh, it's just the same story over and over again they keep getting more expensive keep getting more powerful pretty soon we're all going to be in a simulation of video games will you be purchasing a ps5 you think no do you think you'll get any console ever again uh ever again yeah probably for you though, like we're not talking about kids or anything like that. Just just a Brandon J. Flippin original. I mean, yeah, I could see if I like if I was no longer see the thing that's tough for me right now is I have to manage both a full time job and my pursuit and my creative endeavors and just other life stuff. If I were to become successful in just my creative endeavors, that takes that opens up a lot of time for me. Um so I could see a situation where like a game comes out that's that looks so good that I'm just like I just got to get this. Um, so I, I won't I won't say no. I know that you have a Switch. Can you see yourself getting another game system in the future? I could see myself getting maybe like another Nintendo one. I actually I thought about getting a Nintendo 64. I know that's going backwards, but that was my favorite system. I could see myself because I love Nintendo so much. I could see like in the future where I get another Nintendo system because I actually enjoy having the Switch, though I don't really play it that often. Mm. Uh, but this this kind of is actually not what we wanted to talk about, but I'm glad that we discussed it briefly because I was just curious because you're more the gamer guy. I don't know. Maybe you had something, but apparently not. <laughs> nothing no. nothing strong on the PS5, even though you're, you're more of a PlayStation guy. Am I correct with that? No, I always had Xbox. Damn it. <laughs> well, here's what I'll say is I would argue that PlayStation has been a better system, uh, especially the last installment like their their solo titles were way better than xbox what xbox came out with so i i'll give that to them but i always had an xbox is what i'll say and you had it wasn't uh, the playstation your first system first system was uh, well i had a sega genesis damn it um but (laughs) but yeah i mean the, the first one that we like really invested a lot of time in i guess was i didn't even play the sega that much because that was like when i was really young but then we got the playstation and then we got an xbox like the original xbox and then a gamecube i still got a gamecube um well it's over at your place have you been playing the gamecube at all uh i briefly played mario golf 
because <laughs> I hadn't played that. I played that game like once randomly in elementary school because I liked the Nintendo 64 version of it. Uh, but I was bad at the game. This guy's anymore. the biggest whiner when it comes. <laughs> what? The, the controls are just so, so different. I can't handle the new controls, man. I am the worst. Like, <laughs> my brother rips on me all the time because he's like, if you dictated the gaming <laughs> industry, there would never be any innovation. <laughs> Which he's probably right. <laughs> I mean, I get it, because like when Halo came out, I loved the first and second Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Halo Two is different than Halo One, but I mean, like you can dual wield, so there's not like there's not a ton of differences. But then Halo Three came out, and like they changed which buttons are there to punch. And then Halo Four came out, and then you could zoom in with the left trigger rather than throwing grenades with the left trigger, which was way different. And so I, I mean, I get it, because you want some continuity with it, but it's also just like, it's one of those first world problems. It's just like, get over yourself. Learn how to play the freaking game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I, I'm doing my best, but not really. Uh, let's actually talk about what I was going to say though, which is, so w- when Brandon and I, we put out like uh, Hey, ask us anything on Instagram. Oftentimes we get a bunch of spam messages and we're not talking about from like actual people who went in there and typed something up. It's someone who wrote something. Uh, they wrote a script that would just write comments. I don't even honestly. It baffles me. I have no idea how it works. Like how they manage to just get to people that they're not even following. No clue. No. It's it's fascinating in that respect. But it is a really really frustrating thing for anyone who's tried to build a following on a social media platform or try to strive for something creatively. Just how much absolute absolute garbage there is out there of people trying all kinds of dumb strategies like dude it'd be so sick if you checked out my beats man like the amount of times that i get messages like this or check out my new youtube video i get it i i for a long time i've always been against commenting on this because i always pride people for you know putting in their best effort and really trying but there's a certain point where it's like dude this does not work. Like, this clearly does not work. And as someone who's been kind of hammering away at this for a little bit now, I can tell you that doesn't work. It, if you want to be successful on social media, not that by any means I feel like I can speak to being very successful on social media, but if there's one thing I could tell you, it, it's not going to work if you just spam people with, like, everything all the time. It's just very frustrating. Yeah, I had a, a recent comment on one of my YouTube videos that was like, Hey, I'm I'm a I'm a new friend here. I just subbed. Make sure you sub back. And I'm just like, dude, sub if you if you like my stuff. I'm not. If you don't like my stuff, it, and the only reason you're subbing to me is because you think I'm gonna sub back, unsubscribe. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, but it reminds me of the old days of YouTube. I don't know if you remember this. Uh, it actually was really successful for me when I had my old YouTube channel. Um, you could do video responses to people's videos. So when uh, somebody posted a cover of, uh, what's that song by Fawn? It's like, oh, We Are Young. So they posted that, and they had like 50,000 views. I posted a video response with my cover, and then my cover got like 3,000 views, and I got a bunch of subscribers from it. Um, but they, I think they took that away for this exact reason, because instead of it being, I think the idea was that people would react. It was like encouraging people to react to your video, but really what it was, was everybody was just posting their own shit so that they could get, uh, views from it. 
So they took Wait, it when, away. when was this? I don't even remember this being a functionality. This was like 2012, I think. 2011, How did this work? I'm super fascinated by this now. So how were the videos like linked together? This is on YouTube. They would be like linked somehow. Yeah. So like down where the comments were, there were like uh-huh. there was a specific section for like video responses, and everybody that posted a video response, it would go there. So you could. That that was sometimes how I found new covers or something. Is I would go to one cover, I would scroll down, and instead of it just being based on recommendations, you could go down and see video responses, and people that did the same cover would post it on this video. And I ended up getting a couple thousand views from one of them. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I had never heard of that before. I'm surprised that I'm, I'm that far out of the loop. Dude. I'm, That's interesting. I guess I'm the real YouTube OG. Apparently so. <laughs> I mean, back in 2012, I only had a handful of videos on YouTube. And I didn't even have like my own channel or anything. Right. You weren't doing it like seriously yet. The first video, though, that I was on on YouTube was back in... I was only, it was 14 years ago. It was the first time I appeared in a video on YouTube. That's crazy. Yeah. That was the. Took forever to upload. The one your friends did, right? Where there was like uh-huh. all these effects and stuff. Yep. That's so crazy. Like just thinking back about how different things were back then. I remember just, it took like nine lifetimes for that to upload to YouTube. And the quality is so pixelated. It looks terrible. Were you, were you one of those kids who like anytime that you had like a class project uh, that was that they allowed a video. You would do a video instead of like yeah. writing a paper or something. Hundred oh, percent, dude. Yeah. I love being in videos, and uh, I mean, not only did I like doing it, but I also feel like it was way better <laughs> than like writing. It just it changed it up. Like, how many times are you gonna write a paper about right. something like? So the water quality of this. I had an entire unit in seventh grade on water quality. I'm like, is this is this the best use of my time right now? <laughs> Like, what's the pH level? I mean, maybe because we pollute the water. So maybe if I took that class more serious and other people took it more serious, the penguins wouldn't be eating like newspapers. Dude, you got to keep the... What did you say? You got to keep the plastic away or the paper from the frogs or something? (laughs) Frogs can eat newspapers. Now it's penguins? You changed No, okay. Penguins can eat like... Capri Sun bottles. Oh, my gosh. Bottles? You call them bottles? Uh, whatever. <laughs> what, what, pouches? I think they're called pouches, yeah. They, yeah, they can... <laughs> what did you say before that freaking... Before we started, you know what I... Well, my awesome some... reality TV show idea? Oh, yeah, tell, tell your reality Dude, okay, no, this is a great idea. This is actually one of my best ideas. Oh, man. I'll, I'll, I'll put my name on this one. So if, if someone takes it, just remember I thought of it first and they, they took my idea. How great would it be if we took, like, people who are just very, very knowledgeable in a lot of things, and it was a reality TV show, and what they had to do was they had to they go out into nature and then they had to build like something. So maybe they go out into the na- and they have to build like a like a computer out of out of nature, or they have to go out there and build a car out of just nature. <laughs> See, this is what I'm picturing is somebody just like <laughs> like puts a bunch of rocks together to make it look like a computer. <laughs> it doesn't actually. No, work. no, no, no. But he, they're, they're like, like it. look, I'm typing. <laughs> Maybe I did a bad job of explaining this, so let me let me go a little more into detail with this. So in this idea, no, I saying, get the idea. I think people I, get the idea. Like you, okay. you, you want them to build an actual computer, a yeah. working computer, out of like, things how in cool nature. Would that be? 
how cool would that be to like be able to i mean it, it maybe a com- okay uh, probably a computer is a bit much like i feel like that's probably like one of the most difficult things that you could try to build out of nature but i think it'll be cool to like have certain things they try to build how about this the finale they have to build technology that we've been trying to make that hasn't been made yet but just out of nature it's so like a like hoverboard time <laughs> a hoverboard or time machine well have you seen the, did you ever see the show junkyard wars uh-uh i see that <laughs> kind of reminds me of that like literally these people would have i forget how much time it was they'd have to go into a junkyard and they'd have to build like a catapult or they'd have to just build like crazy stuff out of stuff you could find in a junkyard and they would build like it was pretty impressive so i'm just thinking if you had some of those people and they just went out into the forest like really challenge them they got to build something out of things they find in the forest it's a great idea I'm funding it. You're I'm putting hundred dollars on it. You're funny. <laughs> I'm starting to go fund me. Perfect. This would be such a in such in poor taste that I fund this idea right now. Oh yeah. Instead of like helping like <laughs> yeah. doctors and hospitals and stuff, you start a reality TV show <laughs> that can't even air for a long time. <laughs> I think it's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, that's uh Okay, maybe that that's not my better idea. That's not actually my idea, the second part. First part, we got this show idea, it's going to be a thing in the future. Well, we have record of it now, so we can we can get it going eventually. Can I can I make one more well, I got one more prediction? Okay. I want this on record. The next internet, like you know how people always say, "What's the next really big thing going to be?" It's going to be virtual reality. I know that's not that crazy of a take. I did. Dude. dude, you are the fucking king. Of saying things that are like already like kind of big or like becoming big, like you are tapping. Like I can't remember what episode it was, but you're like, dude, just watch. TikTok's gonna be taken off. It was already taken off. You're like, TikTok's gonna be the next social media platform that really takes off. And it was already big. No, <laughs> but you try to act like you discovered something. This is just no, no, like, no. this is just like the whole like you finding bands twenty years later and be like, dude, these bands are pretty good, man. <laughs> this is way different. I just think, I think you're, I think this just shows how naive you are to how virtual reality. <laughs> Have you seen any clips of the uh, the Half Life virtual reality game? No, Alex. No, I've not yeah. seen that. Well, there's also a Walking Dead game. With like zombies and crap, it looks. Yeah, so but I, I've been thinking this for the for years though. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking this for years, but okay, but 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 here's the thing: I understand it seems like it's not the craziest it takes, but I can add some additional context. I just love this is Stephen hot takes with Stephen <laughs> Russell B, but all of his hot takes are just like obvious <laughs> shit. No, 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 no. I think See, we did. Be- th- we did say that that's gonna be a say. I'm gonna come up with a soundboard. <laughs> But so anytime you say shit like this, it'll be hot takes. Stephen Russell B. No, but okay, but 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 bear with me on this one. Okay. So I'm what I'm saying you. is, it's gonna be virtual reality because I know we've been saying this for a while, but I think it's coming soon, and I think it's gonna it's gonna revolutionize pretty much every single industry. That's it. No. Can you imagine going to a concert in VR? Could be nice. I. uh... I saw this one clip on TikTok of this mom in VR. And she it was a VR thing where she was like walking on a plank, but it was like on a skyscraper. 
And they're like, it's okay. You can keep walking. It's not real. She's like, no, I can't. She was like freaking the fuck out. And her son pushed her. She's like, ah! Wait, how do you watch virtual reality on TikTok? <laughs> the, her, you know how when we went to Punchbowl Social? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How the virtual reality, what I was seeing, you saw on a big screen? Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. You just saw her in front of the screen walking, and then they could see what she was seeing on the big screen. Ah, uh, so she had like a headset on. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok virtual reality. Dude, that's the next big thing, man. Take, okay, take two things. TikTok, it's next big social media platform. The next internet, virtual reality. Okay, okay, let's get-, let's get some let's get something. What's a future prediction for you? What's something we're gonna see in the future? Uh, VR porn. Yeah, I, I've I've seen that before. Like a very small what? version. What? No, that's it. my idea. I just thought of that right now. <laughs> it's not that cool. I mean, it's gonna be cool. But I've actually we're, heard it's really off. cool. Yeah, I mean, but you I don't saw like, it, like porn, so yeah, I saw it like on a phone, and I saw it like three years ago, so it's probably better now. Yeah, no, the, it's a lot more immersive now, I guess. Like I, I heard Lil Dicky talking about it. He was like, "It's sick because you can like have the headset on, and like you see yourself fucking this chick, and then you can like look to the left and you see a closet. <laughs> you just like look." At your surroundings, you don't have to look at the chick. You just be like checking out the room and stuff. <laughs> what, dude? This would be great. I would love. We should invest in doing this and to make content around virtual reality porn. People would love this idea, dude. dude. I, we got more space now in your new place. We could. Dude, do it. We got so much space. We could do it. We could definitely do it. Let's start a GoFundMe. Everything must go podcast virtual reality. Ooh, I, is that the future of everything must go? Will this be a virtual reality podcast in the future? That would be pretty cool, actually. Like you can actually sit in the studio audience. Ooh, it's not a bad idea. I like it, dude. I think I, I'm, I think I'm the Steve Jobs of the podcast. I think it's been decided. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I'm a definite ideas guy. You're the definite <laughs> ideas guy. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, that's funny to you now. Hey, well, how uh, how have you been doing with the quarantine? I feel like we need a, we need a, a brief update every episode now, just to make sure we're, we're staying sane. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. I I feel like I've had a good week. I posted a new cover this week of uh, the Scientist with my good friend Alex. Uh, check that out on YouTube if you haven't yet. Um, I'm hoping to post another one today. I've had a, some technical issues. Sometimes it happens with this, all these programs. I'm still getting used to them. So I'm hoping to get that posted today, which is Sunday. Um, so I've been getting, I've been getting uh, motivated again, which I'm, I'm happy about. Um, and, yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm kind of on the, up, on the uptick of things. I was hitting a wall last week, but uh, feeling better now. I got, I got sick after our, we recorded our... Uh, podcast episode I started my head started hurting real bad and then I got a fever um which I was kind of worried about at first I was like uh oh did I mm-hmm. I get the COVID but I don't think I mean I guess it's possible that I did but uh it was just a fever so um what about you how are you feeling I definitely hit like my biggest wall uh the week of the recording of this podcast 
uh, not like it was just like a day. I forget what day it was specifically, but I definitely hit a bit of a wall. I would say overall, I think I've been doing okay. Like all things considered, I mean, we're recording this here on Easter, so um, it's definitely weird to not be home on Easter. I, I've there's been a couple times I haven't been home for Easter before, but this definitely feels very weird for Easter. Um, I think just the idea of not knowing when I'll be able to like go home again is a little unsettling. And the fact that my favorite time of the year is usually like right around now up until like through the summer. So that that's gotten a little bit tough, but the one good thing has been, I've been very productive in terms of getting this apartment set up and just look like I was messing with my camera today. Like actually this is something you don't see me do nearly enough. Like, adjusting the settings and just kind of experimenting with some things that I can do with it. So I think this has really forced me to take a step back and realize that there are some little tasks that, um, you know, I'm, I, I get very busy. I like, wanting to do content creation all the time, working and going to the gym that I do think that sometimes these lose little smaller things that are not my favorite, like really spending the time to get more comfortable with my camera or more comfortable with a program, that type of stuff. I think that this has been a good time for me to realize that I need to stop putting that stuff on the back burners and actually giving it some attention that sometimes spending a little extra time on that type of stuff is worth it rather than creating content. So I think that's been a really good learning lesson that has come out of this entire uh, like time at home. Yeah, no, that's a good point is uh, there are some, some minuscule things that uh, you're kind of forced to do because... I mean, it's one thing to have a lot of time on your hands, but it's another to like not be able, not to have options to go do mm-hmm. other stuff. So I like started messing around with Reddit, um, and Stephen and I have talked a lot about trying to get on Reddit and try to figure out how to navigate it and use it because it's. I mean, Reddit is kind of considered the 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 thing where you go if you want to find what's cool on the internet. So it's a great way to to market uh, if you can find out how to use it. Um, but we just have not gotten into that uh, monster yet. And I finally just started messing around with it. And my latest video is the most successful of all my videos because of Reddit. And um, I, I went up five subscribers just in this one week, which is uh, a lot in relative to what I usually do. So I, I'm pretty happy with that, and I'm hoping that it can the ball can keep rolling. We can get the podcast stuff on there as well, and, and that's a good point. And you were you were also talking about how you uh, the one of the good things about this is uh, if you can't find something, you don't have to wonder <laughs> where you lost it. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> like the other day I was like, "Where's my wallet at?" Like I was freaking out, and I thought about it, and I was like, "I've literally gone nowhere. <laughs> it, it has to be here." <laughs> yeah. So that's a very weird, it's a weird feeling, honestly. Like, I don't even know, I don't even, like, know the area in which I live now, to be honest. Like, I know it very little because it's not like I'm spending a ton of time exploring right now. Right. Well, we we got asked a question by an audience member of what we're doing specifically to help us uh, not be bored. Uh, you kind of, I mean, you kind of answered a little bit, but anything else that you're doing to, to actually keep yourself excited or not well, bored? This, there's something really funny that I've been doing, which is, uh, so I always play fantasy baseball and I think I've, I've talked about this several times. I'm a huge baseball fan. And when I was a kid, I used to play this card game called MLB showdown, 
which was only around from like 2000 to 2005. So it hasn't, it hasn't been around for 15 years. But weirdly enough, my fantasy baseball league, since it's not going on, we found that there was someone on the internet who recreated the card game for like modern times with all the modern players. And when we found it, one of the guys in the league was like, I wonder if I can make this game by manually inputting all of their, all of their stats into a Google sheet and then like building a way that you could roll the dice on, on like an Excel spreadsheet. So we literally recreated this game and then we put like $25 in per person and we're playing a massive 54 game uh, per team season. Wow. <laughs> you with should, like extended playoffs and stuff. You, you guys, I mean, I know you guys are already kind of going with this, but there's this thing on Steam called the Tabletop Simulator. You uh-huh. literally get to like make, uh, you can create board games on that and you can play them virtually. So I don't know if that you you could like load the images of the cards on there. Uh-huh. You could you can have dice on there. I, I could show you it, but it's it's a really cool way to play board games virtually. You could maybe in the future, if you guys wanted to yeah. continue this after all this stuff happened, you could do that. That's actually a really good idea. I didn't know that that it was that detailed because I pretty much the only things we really can't do that we need to figure out a way to do is have more of the player cards actually available like if we could somehow have like images of the players up then it would pretty much be just like we're playing it yeah i mean you could in this tabletop simulator you can like take images from online and and put them on a card or something or like you could even look up baseball cards for recent players or something and and put them on there um that'd be pretty cool the the way i know about this is i was talking to steven about my a game that i'm kind of obsessed with from my childhood is star wars epic duels and not a lot of people that like I am close to know how to play that game, but I have some friends who absolutely love that game that live far away from me. And so I was kind of on this, this, uh, hunt to, to find a way to play it virtually. And I found this tabletop simulator and they have it loaded in with the actual characters and stuff. And so I, I had played it with my friends and you get to roll the dice. There are actual set pieces for the characters. It's, it's like really intuitive. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I could show it to you maybe one time and, and it could be something that you present to the group. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. It, it's funny how intense we take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, knowing how intense you get with fantasy baseball, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so goofy. But, you know, some, when you're in tough times, the worst thing to do is just feel bad about it. You got to find a way to adapt and still make it enjoyable. So I feel like this was a good way to do that. Yeah, for sure. In terms of what I'm doing to not be bored, uh, watching shows. I started watching Community again, which was a show I loved when I was younger. Um, I finished Naruto. I, uh, I've been on my phone way too much. You know how at the end of the week it tells you how much screen time that you oh, have? Oh, yeah. It just keeps going up for me. What's, what's your record week, you think? Uh, probably this week. Oh, no. What is it? 11 hours a day. <laughs> oh, man. I've, I mean, I've gotten like in the, over eight hours, which I felt pretty bad about, but 11 is... I mean, th- there are times when I'll like, I'll like have my phone open, and I have it so it doesn't just automatically close. Uh-huh. So I'll just have my phone open and I'll like go do stuff. So there, the the numbers are a little uh, whatever. But I watch a lot of YouTube on my phone. I don't know why I don't just watch it on my computer, but 
I'll because I like to lay on my couch while I'm watching yeah. YouTube. Yeah, you don't use your laptop as much, do you? I, I don't use my laptop at all. Yeah, see, I think that's me one of the because you always see me use my laptop. That probably is part of the reason why I can keep my number down a little bit. Yeah, and I can actually text from my laptop as well. Yeah, because sometimes this chair gets uncomfortable, so I'll like. Uh, if I want to watch Netflix or YouTube or TikTok, I'll just go lay on the couch and I'll I'll do that for a little bit. So that definitely eats into stuff. But I mean, I'm not proud of that number. I'm definitely not trying to be like <laughs> let's you get know, those numbers up. <laughs> defend me, defend me. Yeah, I want to. But I'm I'm excited to like like it. I, I I've been outside to let Coda out, but I haven't like been outside too much. But it looks really nice today. I don't know if you've been out at all. Um, I've not. Yeah. So it's. It's, I don't uh, get out much. This yeah, is actually one of the times where my joke makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I literally don't. <laughs> but that's that's making me kind of bummed because I just I, I do I mean just like everybody else I wish that I could be outside with friends and especially just the idea of like walking on the lake like we used to like it I just really wish you could do that right now. Yeah, dude, that would be so nice, so freaking nice. Hopefully soon. soon. Hopefully, you were yeah. you texted us uh, texted a group text to us yesterday. You're thinking that it's going to be done. Uh, the shelter and home has the potential of actually being lifted at the end of this month. I think. I mean, just based off what Pritzker said, the governor, the way that he made it sound, it's like it, if it's not going to go back to normal right away, which I never thought it was. It was, but um, they might actually like, like have it not be so strict where you can go like see your friends and stuff like that again. Okay. But we'll see. We yeah. honestly don't know. Yeah. We'll see. All right. You want to do our first uh, segment? Uh, yes, let's do it. All right. You guys might remember this segment, uh, from a couple, uh, weeks ago. This is titled under a rock and the, <laughs> The idea of this segment is it's it's basically trivia where we ask questions we should obviously know the answer to, but uh, it's an attempt to find just how educated we are or aren't. (laughs) (laughs) This game is actually kind of mean. Like we could definitely like really find some horrible gaps in our knowledge if we really (laughs) keep doing this. I feel like it's it's a good way to display humility. You know, we we get (laughs) on our high horse sometimes to try to talk like we we know what we're talking about. Show how. Uh, you should listen to us how we have so much validity but sometimes we're just idiots that you should take with a grain of salt so i would love to play this with some really pretentious people and really just kick them off their high horse <laughs> this is a good way to do it. i can't wait to have some guests and do well this. i the, the only problem is i don't know if really pretentious people will even take this into account the, the, the narcissistic people will just kind of brush it aside but <laughs> no, you're, you're right all right let me ask you the first one all right go for it um what white puffy clouds are known as fair weather clouds? Cumulonimbus? No. It's cumulus. No. Cumulonimbus, I think, is a storm cloud. No, I got it wrong. You got it wrong. All right. Damn Oprah it. What? Dude, that's a tough one. <laughs> How many? You know what? I did a whole. I did a whole. Uh, uh, study on weather back in like third grade. I can't believe I forgot. <laughs> dude, how'd you forget third grade weather, dude? I remember like, I still legitimately remember looking at the pictures of like the different clouds with the different labelings on it. it see, look at this. The only time I've had to use that knowledge 20 years later and didn't even get it right. I mean, I'm not surprised because Cumulonimbus, I feel like, is the one that you hear about the most. So I'm not surprised that's the one that you said. 
Yeah. But that's a storm cloud Damn. rather than fair weather clouds. You hate that. All right, let's hear the first one you got for me. All right, hold on. So first one, what are the three primary colors? Uh, red, yellow, and blue. Correct. That's, that's mine, like, get, my, mine get harder. Okay. <laughs> All right. Between 1455 and 1485, the War of the Roses took place in what country? If you, if you don't have any idea, I can make this multiple choice. I mean, I'll take a multiple choice. Okay. So it helps. <laughs> a, France. B, England. C, Germany. D, Italy. Oh, glad I didn't say my answer because it wasn't any of those. <laughs> <laughs> what was your answer, just out of curiosity? Spain. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn, it was not Spain. Okay, hold on. War of the Roses. Well, um, I don't even like no. I feel like this is... <laughs> I hate these kind of questions because it's like you either know it or you don't. There's not really like any way to like reason through this. Well, no, that's not true. In multiple choice, there definitely is. You'd be like, okay, Germany's definitely not going to well, be. Well, like for- England doesn't have roses. <laughs> or you'd be like, I'm from Italy, so I know Italy wasn't part of. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, God, War of the Roses. <laughs> I know England doesn't have roses, so. <laughs> War of the Roses. War of the Roses. Roar of the Roses. Roar? <laughs> All right, come on. Okay, answer. so I'm going final answer. I'm going with Germany. Uh, it's England. No! There's no roses in England. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, there there aren't any more because of the War of the Roses. They fought over the roses and it destroyed. And then they all, all pick them. up. They all packed up their bags and left. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Damn. Next one. You absolutely hate that. Okay. How do you say cat in Spanish? I have no idea. <laughs> You're not gonna guess something. Uh, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your final answer? <laughs> Pasita. <laughs> There we go, make it more Spanish. Oh, my God. You just made it way worse. <laughs> Did I really? Is that a bad word in Spanish? No, I don't know what that means in Spanish. But if <laughs> if you add, a, if you add like, ito at the end, it means, like, little. <laughs> oh. Well, I said ita. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the correct answer is uh, gato. I mean, I didn't even take Spanish in high school, so this isn't isn't one that I should know the answer to. Dude, if you don't know this, you really don't know anything, dude. All right, here we go. Now a national historical park, what site was headquarters for George Washington's army in the winter of 1777 and 1778? So it's a park now? Yeah, I can give you a list if you... Another multiple choice thing, if you Wait, like. Wait, yeah, yeah. This might okay. be helpful. Just in case. A, Mount Vernon. B, Valley Forge. C, Bunker Hill. D, Gettysburg. I remember hearing a lot of these names. 
this is such a gap in my knowledge. I'm so bad at like U.S. history. I oh, thought you. God. I I for some reason I thought you knew like you were a big history guy. Definitely not. Oh, definitely not U.S. history. I'm pretty ignorant. I feel like on U.S. history, I feel like I'm I'm not really that good at history in general. But this is this is gonna show some real ignorance here. Let me think. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. Uh, the bu- uh, Bunker Hill. Nope, it's Valley Forge. <sighs> I should have stuck with my with my gut on that one. <sighs> well, you got all, all three wrong. <laughs> Dude, these are getting too hard. All, all right, right, I think I'm going to stump you on this last I'll one. I'll make them easier next time. All right, go. I'm going to stump you on this last one. If it's another language one, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Who are the four presidents on Mount Rushmore? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, George Washington. You can get, you can get um, two mess-ups. I'll give you two mess-ups on this. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln. Fuck, who's the fourth guy? <laughs> who's the fourth guy? You got two guesses. You can get two. You can, uh, you can get Barack Obama. <laughs> There's one of them. No, you, wasted no, it. No. <laughs> you wasted it for no reason. Well, I don't think I'm, I'm going to get this. I'm honest. counting that one. Um, you only get one more mess up. What what number president was it? Um. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt. I know which one? Is it Roosevelt? No, it's not. I'm an idiot. Wait, wait. Say, say all your guesses. Say all four of them. Okay. All four guesses okay. are George Washington, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. Dude, it's not Teddy Roosevelt. It's an older one. But that's my guess. You got it. It is Teddy Roosevelt. It is Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. You thought I was going to be stumped. Uh, I really did. I would not have gotten that one right. That was the one that I did not know. I'm like... I honestly never even think about Mount Rushmore. It's so funny like, because no Ben Franklin wasn't a president, but for some reason, the entire time I was answering that, my brain kept saying, "Say Ben Franklin, say Ben Franklin." <laughs> Dude, there's an imposter in there, in your mind right now. Dude, somebody is <laughs> freaking messing with my brain. Oh well, that Damn. was under a rock. I don't feel so good about that. <laughs> I feel like I need to get more educated on something. I don't even uh, know what. I mean, yeah. It's hard to prepare for this game. It is. Because what are you supposed to do? Like start reading like basic uh, first through fifth grade I knowledge? I mean, it's, it's not really about preparation. It's just to test how well you did prepare back in the day. I didn't I prepare at all, actually. <laughs> or how much, how much you retained from, from school. I um, do wonder that sometimes. Like, what, what did I... Re- I, re- I don't... I can't make any rhyme or reason out of the things that I retained from back then. Like, I don't really know what it was because i feel like most things i just don't remember and i feel like probably most people feel the same way yeah which is so weird do you ever think that this this is something that always fascinates me is how many things you're told in life told in life and how few of them you actually remember like you'll sit through hours of something and then you just it's like nothing will go into your mind dude there were times uh i've been on dates sometimes where 
you know, you, you, you go into date, like, especially if you're like excited for it and you, you really want to, uh, like you want it to go well, you'll, you'll really be pushing yourself to, I want to really like pay attention. I want to know the information that they tell me <laughs> and you'll be in the middle of a conversation and you'll realize, Oh shit. I just was tuning her out for the last 30 seconds. I have no idea what she just said. And it's not even a jerk thing, but it's just like, sometimes our attention spans just whatever like somebody will say something and you just oh uh you know they talked about leaves you know, leaves in fall fall football football okay big guys talking to big guys <laughs> your brain big just guys. goes other places it happens yeah but yeah it, it's, it definitely does and it's i freaking hate it when i was a kid too because my dad would always like try to guilt trip you on these kinds of things he's like if you actually cared about this this and that then you would you wouldn't forget. It's just like that's just not how memory works. What are you talking? About? <laughs> dude, your dad needs to sit down and actually understand that that's not how <laughs> memories work. <laughs> dude, my dad needs to know how memories work. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a class on memories. You know, on on the topic of memories, I do find it very fascinating how dreams work. That's something I've always put a lot of uh, a lot yeah, of thought are, into. You are really fascinated about. Dude, I'm so fascinated by dreams because. I just I don't I don't understand like what is seeping into your mind that produces all of these thoughts and that creates this whole this whole story. It's it's like combining things that seem insignificant with very significant. Like sometimes you'll literally like there's been times where I've seen like a poster somewhere over the course of that day, and then that poster something about it will play a role in my dream that night, even though at the at the moment nothing about that poster really had much impact on me. That's so just strange I, I don't understand that process well i just feel like your brain is is taking in a lot of information than you even realize like it, it's because we can't we can't really digest everything that our brain is doing it shuts a lot of that stuff down but your brain is still uh downloading that information and those observations and so you know I guess when you when you go into those dream states, maybe that's just a time that a lot of that information gets unloaded on you. I, I but it seems like you put more stock into dreams than I do. It, do you feel like there's a spiritual aspect to dreams at all? I don't think that it's spiritual. I think that it's. Uh, I guess just logically speaking, I think that dreams have more value than just its randomness. Like I. I Obviously, the things that end up in your dream are something that your brain like got that information somehow over the course of your day or just over the course of your life. And a lot of times there's things that are in there that are sort of your subconscious fears or like in the back of your mind, you'll, it'll be something that kind of freaks you out, but you're not facing it. But then in your dream, it's like you have to face it in a sense. So it's like bringing some things into the front of your mind almost when it's right there, like staring you down. So I just feel like that there's got to be some value to dreams. Yeah. More than like we give a credit to it. I, I, I mean, maybe it's, it's that. But I also feel like the way that people confront dreams or try to analyze dreams is the same thing as people saying everything happens for a reason. It's like, yeah, it's whatever reason you create in a way. Like may, maybe there is some sort of message that your brain is trying to tell you from information that you had or something that you need to confront or something. But at the end of the day, when you wake up and you go through that dream, it's going to be you analyzing it and coming up with the reason why you had that dream anyways. 
So you're going to get to your own conclusion based on whatever you experience. So I don't know that it's necessarily an accurate. But isn't isn't that all that life is though? Is you're just coming to conclusion based on all the information that you have? Well, like, yeah, it any, is. Anything that you feel is pretty much that. It is, but it's not a a a a, a, a uh, sealed argument for it actually having any reason. It's just you're 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 coming up with your reason behind why this stuff is happening. I just feel like that's life in general, though. Like, a lot of people, like, their religious views, their spiritual views, a lot of it just comes from the nature of you get information and you try to find a way to explain it. So I just feel like it's a very similar principle. I don't know. I, I, think, I just don't think it's any different than any other way that you process things. I, I mean, I I'm not that, even saying that it's different. But I'm, I'm just saying that you, if you want to, it's the same thing as our ghost argument. If you, you can't explain something, so you're, you're going to say the reason behind this thing was it was a ghost. My argument against that is, well, you're, you're giving up the ability to think about, to, to actual find out maybe what could have happened or whatever. You're, you're arriving at a conclusion that you want to arrive at. It's the same thing with the dreams. You, you want to have a conclusion based on uh, whatever you might experience, but you don't necessarily know that that's... I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just I'm just speaking almost rhetorically that, that uh, to me, I don't find... I, to me, logically, it makes more sense that it would just be a random unpacking of uh, information that you are, are going through. Like if I experience something that happens and then I have a dream about something kind of similar to that experience a couple of days later, that makes sense to me. It's just... Yeah, it was on my mind. Well, well, then let me let me elaborate on that point. Then, so that in, I, I agree that your brain is unpacking the information. I guess I'm just saying that you have thoughts in your head on just the things that you experience in life, and then from there you take that information and then you draw any sorts of conclusions, or you draw any sort, all sorts of conclusions are drawn from the the life that you experience and then the thoughts that you have in your head. I think that what's interesting about dreams in comparison to just the normal thoughts and the normal things that you experience is it's like another it's like another window into your thoughts. Like you're you're experiencing your thoughts differently when they're in the dream. Like for me, my dreams are very visual. So I might have thoughts in my head, but it's like in a dream I'm almost like inserted into that space, my thoughts. your thoughts. And I feel like that in a way the reason why I I hold some sort of power to that is it's like looking at your your brain in a different perspective so you're seeing your thoughts but you're like almost in your thoughts now and when you're in your thoughts i just feel like you react to them differently so it's not to say that i really think that your dream is specifically saying here here's the issue now try to like it's like trying to explain it to you but i do think that your brain is giving you information in a different way or you are experiencing the information in a different way and that's why i think that i put value in my dreams because it's like an I think it's maybe it's sort of similar to people who go on like a drug trip and they're able to experience their thoughts in a different manner. It might be somewhat similar in this realm on how someone might get to different conclusions when they're experiencing their thoughts differently. But that's just why I find dreams to be valuable because I can't have those same thoughts while I'm awake. Yeah, I guess I just I I don't know the the. The, the research that's been done on it, but I guess I would just disagree. I, it, I, th- I think it, it's probably more random than what you believe it is. But wait, I don't, I, I don't understand this argument. 
What you, you disagree with? What? What is the what is the disagreement here? That you're saying that it's putting you in a specific thought space. That it, it's all, you're you're providing structure to what your dreams are doing, as if it's it's putting you into a, a specific headspace that's uh, almost like um, like a room that's built of specific thoughts. I, I'm saying that it's it's just no, random things. Not, I don't think I'm saying that though. I think I'm saying is that you experience your thoughts differently while awake than while asleep. I think it's like, even if you look at it just like that, I just think that they're two different experiences. Like I don't have, like I don't feel the same in a thought awake as a thought while I'm asleep. I feel like I'm in like, okay, so what does it have to do with the meaning behind it? Because you're, you're experiencing it from a completely different angle. So I feel like it, it makes sense that you might think of it differently because you're in it differently. Right. I understand that it, it feels different and it's a different experience, but I, I'm, I'm asking you what the meaning behind the stuff is then other than it's just a different experience because you're, you're applying the whole part of this argument is what I'm saying is you're applying meaning to dreams where I'm saying, I don't know that they actually have any meaning behind them. So are you saying that you're not necessarily saying they have meaning? You're just saying you like them because they make you experience things differently. Yeah, what I'm saying is, I'm not necessarily saying that my brain is for sure, like, I think it's possible that my brain is trying to tell me something. I won't rule that part of it out. But I think instead of, I guess, to use a, a visual representation, I feel like seeing a picture on a wall could be my normal thoughts. Like, I just see a picture on a wall. But, like, in my dream, I'm able to actually, like, go up to the picture and, like, touch it and, like, go behind it and see it differently. And I feel like because I'm able to do that, it's like... I don't know. It like gives me other angles and other insight into things that I can't get while I'm awake. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I guess it seemed like your argument was that there was meaning that was provided through dreams. And that was what I was arguing against that. I don't know that th there's necessarily anything that I believe that is really coming through that. But if, if you're just saying that it's, it's another way to observe your thoughts or something, yeah. I, I, I can see that. Yeah, okay, so then my, the short answer on my thought on that is I don't know if it is my dreams actually trying to tell me something. I don't know that I fully believe in that. I think it's possible. I won't rule it out. I won't say that it's a for sure thing. But yeah, I think the value to it to me is there are certain things that maybe I'm not facing, but if I'm asleep and I'm like actually in the dream right there with it, I, it might actually help me because now I'm like, okay, I'm not facing this thing, but now when I'm experiencing this thing as like an enemy, like in a story that I'm developing in my dream, now it's like, okay, I need to confront this. Whereas my normal thought process throughout the day wouldn't get me there. My dream actually sometimes I think can help get me there because it's like actually evoking almost a different emotion in me. So when you, when you wake up from your dream and you have that emotion, even though it's just a dream, you didn't actually experience it. You apply a meaning to it because you experienced it in your head. Sometimes because there's some things where I'm like, okay, I guess it's kind of true that I have sort of been oppressing this part of my brain, but it actually is kind of an important thing. And I probably do need to face this. So yeah, you could say in a way that my brain sort of did give a meaning to something that made me react differently. But you could also say that I came to the conclusion that I should based on how my dream went. So you could kind of, it's like, I don't know which one it actually is, but both of them just involve me getting to a different place. Yeah. So I think that that's the interesting so part. I, yeah, that's where I, I guess I was arguing the latter, which is what I, I can see, like you experiencing it and it evoking a certain response in you. So then you 
because you're a thinker, you want to apply, okay, what does this actually mean for what I might be going through or thinking, whatever, uh, in, in a similar, like you, you, and, and that's, I guess what I thought you were arguing with about, well, isn't that life? You know, life is you experience things and then you try to apply your own meaning to it. I, am I wrong in thinking that's what you meant by that? Right? No, I, th- I, th- I think now you get pretty much what I'm saying is I definitely, I don't know for sure that it's actually doing anything, but the conclusion that I've drawn might look as though it was telling me something, but it also, it could just be that I well, just, what do you actually believe though? What do you, what do you believe? I don't, I really don't know. I honestly don't. I, Cause I, I've gone back and forth on this. I think it seems more logical to think that my mind is not actually trying to get me to actually act in a certain way. But then I could also make a reasonable argument that why would my mind not want me to do that when it already does do things like it makes me sick when it wants me to stay home. So like there's a certain part where it's like we humans do have a sort of like we feel pain when we want when our body wants us to stop something. So is it not possible that like psychologically our minds when they want us to go somewhere to like benefit us more because we keep causing ourselves anxiety, is that not possible that our mind would create a scenario that would find a way to eliminate anxiety? And like that kind of seems possible to me. I just don't know. You think it would be that explicit? Uh, See, I say no, but then I'm like, everything is so explicit externally. Like it's so explicit when I'm hungry. It's so explicit when I feel pain. Why can't it? I mean, anxiety has been something that we all experience, but it's kind of hard to get to the root of why we experience it. So part of me is like, is it possible that maybe we're finding a way to get rid of anxiety through our dreams? But then it's like everyone experiences dreams differently. So it's just hard to know. But do I think that maybe on a case by case basis, someone's mind might create dreams to help them cope with things more than other people? I definitely think it's possible. So, okay, then let me ask you this. why don't we like if you are a person who because there are, are people who don't dream um if you are a person who does dream well, because we'll just focus on that uh would you would you say in this situation where maybe it is your brain trying to tell you something at times when you either don't have dreams or when your dreams are i don't know you think about uh two pigs talking or something it's not really there are certain situations where maybe you're in such a good state of mind that your brain has nothing to tell you? Or do you think that there probably is meaning behind every single dream that you ever have? There probably there probably is a meaning behind every sort of dream to an extent. But I think, I guess I think in the times where there's less that it's trying to tell you, because there probably would be times where there would be less to tell you if that's I guess there'd be like varying degrees of it. Maybe in those times, your dreams are just not, yeah, they're just, they're telling you different things. I, I guess I don't, I, I don't really know because I always have dreams, but some of them are like, I, I had one of my most vivid extreme dreams I think I've had like recently. And it was, it was a very weird thing because it was, it was super intense and, uh, but I, I, I have a lot of dreams that I feel like I can kind of remember. And there are, some of them don't feel that important, but they're still really vivid, so I don't know. You dream every single night? I think so. Hmm. I mean, I, I can't wake up every day and tell you what my dream was about, but I 
if I tried, I probably could. Like, if I woke up every day and I immediately wrote down what I just dreamt about, I could probably do that without too much difficulty. I have, like, very vivid dreams. I can also, like, recall dreams that I've had, like, over the years, like, pretty vividly. You have recurring dreams? Yes. Yeah. I definitely have reoccurring dreams. I have a reoccurring dream from, like, my childhood. Um, it's, like, this weird green guy with long hair and a mustache. He, like, chases after me. And it's always, <laughs> like, going through sewers or, like, pipes and stuff. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know who this green guy is. Have you is. ever have you ever tried to figure out if you saw him somewhere? Uh no. No, I, I like I said, I don't I don't put much stock into the dreams. I actually when I was younger I, I had a dream about a girl who I like went to middle school with and it like it made me romanticize her so much and I started dating her and she 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 cheated on me in the first like four days that we dated. <laughs> you hate that yeah dude dreams fucked my life over that's why i hate dream i'm just kidding yeah maybe though maybe that just left a bitter uh a bitter thought towards it no i just i i think well i mean that probably speaks to a level of personal bias where i'm just like i applied this meaning to a dream that it it didn't mean anything and then i i like really tried to force my real life into something that wasn't uh wasn't but yeah to me logically i guess i i don't i don't find it to be your brain trying to tell you something but yeah wow so everything you you think everything i said you're like this guy's out of his mind well no because you were you're making the argument that you don't know that it necessarily you don't believe necessarily believe that it is that's what i was trying to get to the bottom of when i was asking you questions because i was i was saying that I don't think it is, but I was trying to figure out if you believe the opposite. But you're saying that you don't know. You say you could see it, but you don't necessarily know that. Whatever. I definitely don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if I did know, I feel like I would be. Uh, people would probably be talking about me if I was able to prove somehow. Well, yeah, I, I, I guess not even just that, but you also don't. You don't claim to believe it either. No. Yeah. I just think that it's possible, which I guess someone might think that it's crazy. But as I said. If our, I just think that the human mind is pretty fascinating with how it, like, I mean, it, it's crazy how it works. So it just doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that it could be trying to alleviate anxiety from some people. Don't know if it's possible, but it's an interesting thought. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about some interesting thoughts that we have from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to get off this topic, honestly, because <laughs> I'm just thinking, <laughs> even if it's trying to alleviate certain things, you're still going to have to think about it when you wake up. So whatever you're going to process through when you wake up, your brain can't control. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's true. I don't. I guess I don't know that that fully... I, I think that that's a good argument, but I don't know that that fully... that fully makes it so that... It's not possible. Well, I'm not. I, I'm not here trying to disprove something that we can't even prove. I'm just, dude. We're disproving I'm just this fucking right. talk. Can I have a conversation? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Can I have a conversation with my friend? Jeez, dude. <laughs> I just thought I could talk to my friend. I guess not. <laughs> I was actually super. I I cannot wait to do the my life in Chicago vlogs again. I know those are gonna. I be miss them. I know. I miss them too. Actually, I mean, I just miss doing shit. To be honest, like I miss freaking. 
uh, miss playing MVP baseball, dude. We gotta we gotta go until our players retire. But I know it's a big bummer. I can't wait to get back to just appreciate the simple things again. Yeah. Uh, what are we at right now? What time are we at? We're about at an hour. Okay. Do you want to do the Spotify segment to wrap it up? Yep. Okay. Um, okay. So the famous Spotify segment that you all have come to know and love where we each pick a song for each other and then answer three questions based on our listening experience. Uh, three questions based on our listening experience. Today, I gave Stephen Mountains to Move by Gavin DeGraw, and he gave me A Moment Suspended in Time by Under Oath. I believe you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. Yep. Uh, okay, so A Moment Suspended in Time by Under Oath. What stood out to you about this song? Um, so I... I actually kind of like Under Oath because I think I think it's that duo combination of like the the uh, the growling or whatever you want to call it and the actual like singing. I I actually can be okay with that vocally. Like I it doesn't throw me off. Um, and there's a part I think around like one minute and forty seconds, and a lot of like metal songs do this, where it almost it feels like the song turns into a new song. It's like the song stops and there's this like drum roll that's like, and then it like picks back up again. And it might be the same chord progression. It might be the same, uh, you know, rhythm, whatever that they were doing before. But for whatever reason that like breakdown, like makes you feel like it's a fresh start on the song. It's like around one minute and 40 seconds. Uh, I, I, I double checked because it really stood out to me. I was like, I love it. It like adds a layer of complexity. It adds like, um, like you're experiencing something new, even if it's the same chord progression over again. So I really like that. Uh, how does the song make you feel there? I feel like there's, I, I didn't look up the lyrics to the song, but there, there, it feels like there's a, a level of, uh, desperation or kind of heartache within this song. Um, there's something that, uh, let me even look up the lyrics because there was, there's one lyric that they say over and over again. Um, that, I actually know what this song is about too. It's the only song on the album I think I know what it's about. Oh really? Spend mm-hmm. time. Um, oh, I'm only dream. Wow. <laughs> I'm only dreaming. That's the one. It's I'm only dreaming. I've got to be dreaming. So that kind of gives. When I kept hearing the, that word over and over again, it's it's almost to me it, it feels like maybe they're saying that, like whatever I'm experiencing in reality it can't be true like this I can't be experiencing this I've got this has got to be a dream and I I just felt like with the tone of the song that maybe it was like uh, in a negative context like I whatever I'm experiencing in life I, I can't. I almost can't handle it. Like there is this level of desperation. So this has to be a dream. I wake me up from this. Basically. I can't, I can't believe that this is reality. Um, would I add it to my playlist? Um, I would say if I gave this a couple more listens, cause I was obviously listened to it a couple times before we did this. I think I might. Um, I, I like the song. Uh, it's definitely not my go-to genre, but I actually, I mean, I, Basically, what I'm trying to say is I like it enough that I would listen to it again. So yeah, what? How, how close was I to the 
the idea of yeah that's that's not terrible so if i remember correctly aaron gillespie who's the singer so the the lead singer is actually the guy who screams spencer but the drummer is the guy who does more of the melodic side so spencer sings too but in this song i believe all the, like the very melodic parts those are going to be aaron mm-hmm. aaron has uh dealt with bad anxiety his entire life and this this song is pretty much about him having like a panic attack or him just dealing with a very anxious high anxiety situation and just like not knowing how to deal with it feeling like his life is ending or something like that so that's pretty much what the song is about if i remember correctly okay. that's what he said in an interview gotcha so that's that intense. was actually yeah it's actually pretty pretty spot on and like the way that you interpreted it um and then the reason why I, I chose this song is this is when I met you this was my favorite album of all time and to this day it's like like the the, the song that this is off is my favorite it, it might be my favorite album ever it's like it's definitely up there if it's not my favorite and uh, this was the first song that I heard off of it and when I heard it I was like I don't know I just I was like I just absolutely loved it and what I like about Under Oath is it sort of reminds me of if you combine like heavy metal with Taking Back Sunday. And sort of like blended the two together I feel like it would kind of turn it into something like this because having sort of like the back and forth I, I really like that a lot so yeah I uh, I enjoy this song cool all right so you listen to mountain smooth by Gavin DeGraw what did you think about this cool. one so what stood out to me about the song is I really like it uh, the instrumental in this song it kind of reminds me of it's like not exactly like this is not a very good comparison but you know how I Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley is my favorite song ever. So the way that like the guitar and sort of the instrumental vibe here is not exactly like that, but the the way that each instrument feels kind of reminds me of it, which I like that a lot. Um, uh, what also stood out to me is it this song kind of feels like a little bit more in what I think of like the kind of music you would listen to. This sort of in my head like I don't obviously know all the songs you listen to throughout a day but this kind of feels like the genre in which I would imagine you'd gravitate towards a lot um how does a song make you feel mm. that that one was, it's kind of hard because the, a lot of songs in this sort of like light I guess I don't I didn't re, I didn't look up the lyrics on this one because I wanted to I've been trying to switch it up lately where I don't focus on lyrics. I just try to listen to the music now. Mm-hmm. Um, not try to like detract from anything. So I think in these types of songs, I tend to feel like I ma- it makes me think. And I usually feel a little bit sad whenever it's like in this type of a genre. So it makes me, it makes me kind of think. And I would say, I'm trying to get if there's anything else that kind of like falls under that. Um, I would okay. So I guess I'll just get to the last question on here. Would you add it to your playlist? I don't know. My thing is, is this type of music. I don't really know, like, know when I would listen to it. So I guess I'd have to know from your thought of wh- like I could never work out to this. And obviously, this is like where I listen to the vast majority of my music is like when I'm at the gym. I could not. We're gonna have to like, get rid of this question because this is your same answer every single week. <laughs> it's like. I- <laughs> I don't know when I would listen to this because I listen to stuff while I work out. So we're gonna have to change. We're gonna have to get a different third question. <laughs> we're gonna revisit the same exact thing Dude, every single time. It's it's true though because I feel like just the way that I listen to music. I guess it, I guess this would fall. I mean, honestly, Brand New is one of my favorite bands, and their music is 
a lot of times like kind of slow and like a little bit under this type of like uh, tempo, I guess you'd say. Let's let's change this question to would you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? How about that? I think I'd mostly give it a thumbs up, this song. <laughs> Answer the fucking question. Don't mostly give it a thumbs up. Is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? <laughs> How is that not a thing? Because I feel like, dude, I have to give you a very black and white now? Yeah, that's the question. I'll give it a thumbs up then. Okay. Was that so yeah, hard? But it was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you can pretty much guess if it's the typical genre or like t- style of music that I listen to. You can, you can pretty much assume it's going to be somewhat of a sad song because that's, <laughs> that's the kind of music yeah. I like to listen to. Yeah. I just like to kind of swell up in that emotion. Um, which is why it's interesting that I don't cry to music because I feel like I like to listen yeah. to really emotional stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I just, this album I think did really poorly for Gavin DeGraw, but it's actually my favorite album of his. I think he like stripped things back a lot. And uh, like vocally, I, I think he's incredible on this album. Uh, but this song is my favorite song off of it. So I picked this one just to, it's like a, a le- I don't even know if you would know any Gavin DeGraw songs anyways, but he, he was a pretty big artist for a little while there uh, in, in the pop scene. And, yeah, um, I think I know one of his songs. Hold on. I'm going to type in his name. He had like one pretty big radio song. Yeah. Well, he had a couple actually. Belief, I think, was big. Chariot was big. He also did the theme song for, um, I think, the OC or something. It was... Let's see what, what was that song? I don't want to be anything other than yeah. That was the song I was thinking of. I I like that song. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, this song is a lot less. This whole album was a lot lesser known, and uh, this song. There's actually a live performance on YouTube of it. That's. There's a part at the end of the song where he kind of sustains a bigger note and it just gets me every single time it's it's so good so was chariot like the name of the band he was in no he was a solo artist chariot was a song of his and an album i believe oh uh, chariot. gotcha so i don't want to be is off the 2003 album chariot yeah is that how i'm reading this yeah gotcha nice nice dude Dude, what a, what a talk, what a segment, what a time, what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. I don't know. I don't know if it is a time to be alive. I I feel like it's been worse in the past, so we're fine. Um, yeah, we're all right. But anything else you want to talk about before we send them off? Um, just uh, as I had mentioned, I did something a little bit different on my YouTube video this last week. I. It's not, I guess, what I would say all my videos are going to turn into a video just like that. However, um, I will be changing things up quite a bit just in general. So you'll see me doing some experimentation right now. Uh, It it won't take away from me doing a lot of my normal Chicago-based content, but I'm going to try to expand and find ways to get out more videos and make them better. And um, we'll, in this process, just uh, continue to to deal with it dude that zerg (laughs) sketch in the middle of it was incredible (laughs) (laughs) yeah you'll have to watch it to know what he's talking about (laughs) 
I actually laughed after I made it. I don't normally laugh at like my own videos that much. Get the fuck out of here. This dude laughs at all of his jokes. I laugh at all my videos, to be honest with you. I just, I, I feel like it would make me not seem humble if I said that. Yeah, so. well, I'm here to call you out on your bullshit. Just like you, <laughs> just like you do to me. So it's, it's all good. That's true. Uh, all right, awesome. Yeah, check that out. Uh, I, I definitely liked how you, you, you did something different there. Even if you don't necessarily stick with the exact formatting of it, it's... It's always cool when we try to evolve or change uh, little things here and there to, to make our art a little more um, refined in, in whatever way we want to refine it. So I thought it was cool. But, uh, yeah, uh, definitely check that out on Steven's channel. Uh, check out my, my latest cover, The Scientist, with my friend Alex on my page. Uh, Steven is at Steven Russell B on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, and then you can search Stephen Russell B on YouTube. I am at Brandon J. Flippin on all social media and YouTube. Uh, make sure that you, if you have any comments, thoughts, questions, concerns, anything, you reach out to us uh, for the podcast, emgpod at gmail.com or at emgpod on all social media. And um, Or you can call us, leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that's 513 513- 427 EMG5. Thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode, and we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. <laughs> Jeez, that was. <laughs> <laughs>